If you're hearing this, then maybe it's not too late. Right now, you're dead. I'm dead. But then, in your time, we can change things and live. We can survive the fear agents. something I was not initially on board with when Jackson Reach bribed both R&D and defense divisions. But seeing its success in the field, I have to say I'm impressed. Jackson had handpicked Langdon Casey to lead the squad. Casey had vetted every man in the headhunters after we confirmed the rare genetic markers required for the unique ability to transfer and utilize post-human capabilities. My opposition to the program was threefold. First, the idea came off as an insane plan, seemingly pitched by stoned Mary Shelley, that had been forced to watch too many Eli Roth movies. Soldiers that could gain post-human capabilities by transplanting, and I use that term loosely, the post-human victims had to their own bodies? In the field, nonetheless? Reach forwarded the proposal to the aforementioned divisions without the option for due diligence, concerns, questions, or rejection. The man knew that, in the end, we would find what he asked for. Jackson Reach has a foresight I wasn't expecting from a fear director, and I can't explain its uncanniness, and that rears suspicion on my part. Second, was a matter of leadership and manpower. As rare as the genetics were to be a headhunter, how could Reach guarantee the squad would be able to meet the required deployment numbers? Reach seemed to have Langdon Casey in his back pocket, but what about the rest of the group? Between Reach and Casey, they filled in the ranks with, at best, decorated soldiers, or, at worst, the most trustworthy mercenaries we had on retainer or fully contracted. Jackson and Langdon had a pile of files that, once tested and evaluated, passed every trial. I still had my reservations, but the program refused to stall or slow its momentum. Langdon Casey has a post-human capability of selective existence. He's able to move laterally through his own personal timeline when he's not being observed. He refused to undergo any procedures that would negate his capabilities. He is the one headhunter that would not have the telltale decapitation scars the other headhunters have. Reach approved this decision. Thirdly, to be perfectly honest, I was incredulous of the scope and application of the headhunters. Sending a group of trained professional killers out across the United States, literally hunting heads, and the people they were attached to seemed reckless and grotesque. Unsupervised, or worse, overseen by psychopaths, this group could have brought very unwanted attention and consequences, not only to regional fear sites, but the main offices and headquarters. Jackson Reach has informed me that the only way the movements of the headhunters could possibly be tracked is with technology that doesn't exist yet. Why did he say, yet? Post, script, edit. Months later, the Resistance found Casey with a genetic reader and psychic laser painting. The same technology Reach said wouldn't exist, exists. 
The Resistance managed to track down Langdon and isolate him for what we assume is heightened interrogation and prejudiced execution. On a personal note, I wonder where Jackson Reach came from and the public sector to rise to the position of fear director when there are better candidates like... If you like what you're hearing, follow us on Fear Agents on Facebook, at Fear Agents on Instagram, and through our website at BACNPodcast.com. Resist the fear.